0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yet Gadget for all your kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to yakgadget.com.
1: Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started.
2: What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Real Down Happy 2022. Hope everybody had a good holiday season, good Christmas. Hope everybody's staying healthy and enjoying whatever kind of you know wicked-ass weather you're getting. Uh, anybody that's paying attention in the YouTube lands or watching us on Facebook or anything, y'all see the OG Brian Schiller here with me. What's up, brother?
1: What up?
2: Shit, man. What's <laughs> been, I know y'all y'all got crazy like cold weather up there in your neck of the woods, and then the, the first two days of the year for us Southerners has been exciting. We had tornadoes all over January 1st, and then it snowed less than 24 hours later. (laughs) Welcome to Alabama.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, more like Chicago weather. You know what I mean? (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, we, yeah, our temperatures dropped. And uh, well, like we got some snow last week and then, um, what was that Saturday night, we had a big snowstorm roll through and Jay and I were out hunting in, like, whiteout conditions. The wind was blowing, like, 15 to 20. Like, awesome. it was pretty gnarly and dumb at the same time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely cooled down up here in the north. I was just talking to uh, Caleb from Douglas Rods today, and I guess New York's finally getting, like, all our cold, so they're starting to freeze up up there. So, yeah, the north is turning into the tundra but
2: i'm excited about it we were we were talking off off the off air before we got going and uh, i think last year started a new annual trip for me Uh, (laughs) for anybody that follows us probably saw the pictures uh last year for brian's birthday i drove up to his neck of the woods and he let this southerner experience ice fishing and i freaking enjoyed it it was cold it was everything was frozen it was snowing I loved it. We caught tons of bluegill. I want to try to catch some pike or something out of there. Do a little tip up rigs this time.
1: Yeah, Jay's got the uh, go to for that. Like I think we talked about it last time, but uh, we got a YouTube video on uh, the Paddle and Fin YouTube channel. Jay uses hot dogs to catch pikes on pike on tip ups, and I think last year the one day he came out, we caught like three or four, and we kept him. They make what good kind of tacos. size do
2: you catch in your little, your little lake?
1: Um, so, like, we won't keep... Uh, the limit is, like, they got to be at least 24 inches, which we kept a couple of those last year just because uh, there was a lot in that size class. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll catch a lot between, like, that 22 to 30-inch range. And then quite a few times you'll run into like those 30 to 40 inch fish
2: are the you know the 24 to 30 is that still a good eater or is it still is it kind of oh that's a perfect
1: that's a perfect eater it's like it's like a walleye right like walleyes you know like a good eater is between like 16 and 20 and then like you know uh ones that you usually want to throw back are like those 24 to 30 inch fish you know like those are older bigger females usually but uh you know it's it's the same thing like i mean obviously with pan fish you want you know a little bit bigger but uh we were catching those perfect eater size last year you know like you want to you know back in the day like when i first moved out here and i was ice fishing we used to like try to target those like nine to ten inch bluegills but those are usually your big females and you want to kind of let most of those go to help you know keep because they keep put off regulation. the biggest spawn every year you know so we usually keep a lot of those like seven eight nine inch fish you know so or we m- call it seven and eight, but
2: we call it I think we caught 156 fish in <laughs> the, the two stupid. days or something yeah i think that had, was, was in the one day <laughs> might have been i know i came home with a shit load of gills <laughs> and it was cold enough that they were just in a bag in the back of my truck frozen solid from sitting on the ice yeah. and i had to thaw them out for like three hours <laughs> once i got to alabama they did not ride in a cooler They just rode in the back of the truck. It took forever to get them where I could uh, clean them.
1: That's the beauty of ice fishing, man. You don't need a live well. You just throw them out the window of the shack and let them sit on the ice and freeze up.
2: Dude, I'm telling you, I'm sold on. I always wondered if I would enjoy it. I love the cold. Yeah. So, like, I could probably, like, that could be, like, my winter thing, you know? Like, I liked it that much. It's so much fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things, like you know, winter time. I'm usually ice fishing from like middle of January, early March. Then I transfer over to you know bass fishing and kayak fishing and all that stuff. And then come October, it goes into hunting season, and I go full bore with that till you know January, and then it the cycle repeats. You know.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to find me a good cycle like that because this is the first year i haven't fished like kayak fished through the winter because you know we get to do that down here because you know i think i've seen once in my lifetime down here a pond freeze over that you could walk on sure but uh, you know i I dabbled with hunting some this year you know schedule wise i didn't get to go as much as i wanted uh which partially is my own fault but i just don't feel like i was prepared for it but now yeah yeah like first thing i did woke up uh new year's day put in for my kentucky elk tag you nice know, put in for uh wyoming and utah elk tags so like started it off on the right foot you know got my list of things to get ready for hunting season for next year but, but that's not why we're here we were here to talk about <laughs> fishing i'm trying to get back in that mode but, yeah uh, before we get into that again for uh for everybody that's been with us for a while uh welcome back uh this is season five right
1: yeah, season five.
2: Season five of the Paddle and Fin Podcast. Uh, if you're new and you you know, you know don't know what we're all about, uh, welcome. We're glad to have you. Uh, you can check us out on all the social media platforms. You can listen to us on any podcast platform. Uh, check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on YouTube. Uh, this show specifically is The Reel Down. Uh, you were probably came here because someone told you it's a great place to hear about uh, the kayak fishing tournaments that's been going on in the country, you know, wherever, uh, we'll cover, we try to cover most of the national trails and then I do my best to keep you in tune with what's going on around the country with, you know, scores and updates from events each weekend. Uh, we'll get, you know, random anglers on. We like to reach out to all the clubs across the country, like, uh, like the all American kayak series, you know, sometimes they will have like 78 people show up to an event. They'll have great numbers, big payout and most of the time it's a really good fishing weekend so the numbers look good Uh, we'll get those winners on club directors and stuff so if you're new to it this show is not how it normally is this is just a welcome back show and on top of that uh, me and brian are just going to talk a little bit about what's going on with paddle and finn and then me and him are kind of ganging up and going to attack some national tournament fishing this year we're going to talk about our plans for the year so uh, if you want to talk about Paddle and Finn, anything coming up? We got anything that you're ready to talk about going on this year?
1: Yeah, uh, the biggest thing is, is um, Drew Gregory and Ken Morris were doing um, the river bass and uh, fantasy kayak fishing, um, which Paddle and Finn hit kind of took over middle of last season. Um, so the fantasy kayak fishing is coming back. We're actually adding uh, a segment dedicated to that. Um, that'll probably air every other week um, with like fantasy updates. Um, we will talk about like, you know, obviously we'll have to talk about some of the tournament finishes in that. Um, but it's going to be a lot of just uh, fantasy focused stuff. Um, Armando. And uh, myself will be doing that podcast. Um, we're going to make like our predictions on where we see some anglers move, some some folks to maybe watch out for for the up tournaments, things like that. Um, so we're working with uh, Fantasizer um, to uh, get all that set up. Um, so that's something real cool. And we're trying to make it interactive like fantasy football where you could actually. You know, like uh, trade players throughout the season, like switch up your roster, things like that. Maybe, you know, you start off with like uh, um, a few uh, more well-known names and some of them aren't doing so hot part partway through the season. And you see a young up and coming person like like last year, Ewing Minor, big talk of the town, you know, like kid was crushing it. So you add him to your roster and, you know, things like that. So we're trying to make it more interactive um, and engaging. And uh, we're working with the folks at Fantasizers that are for that. That should be live. Um, the first podcast will be live January 11th. And then um, it'll be live for you to sign up for the game uh, as well. And then uh, we're working on some sponsors and stuff for that whole thing i don't want to release too much info but you know there will be some prize packs and some incentives the game's free to sign up it's a good way to follow along like all these anglers throughout the season and uh stuff like that and then obviously you can hear them talk about their tournaments here on jimmy segment the reel down and uh you know get a little more feedback maybe make some more important choices on how you pick your team players, you know, going into that weekend or whatever it may be. And, uh, should be cool. Um, it includes, uh, the bass series, the Hobie bass open series, KBF. And then, uh, I believe we're going to also include the Midwest, uh, or the all American kayak classic series as well. Cause the Midwest kind of got like screwed on national events this year. Um, so we figured like, that wasn't fair to the Midwest angler. So I think you're going to see a lot more people fishing that, you know what I mean? So in oh, yeah. and, and well-known names and some names that you may not even know. So I think we're going to include uh, their roster into that as well. So um, we're kind of formulating everything we went through uh, the other night and set uh, salaries for like all the um, anglers that placed in the money last year. And uh, we made it a little more challenging. Like last year, you could kind of pick like four or five hammers, like with your salary cap. Like your salary cap's fifty thousand. And the way Drew and Ken had it set up is like, you know, you could pick like uh, like Drew Gregory, Christine Fisher, Guillermo Gonzalez, and like another person, and like that was your four. So what we did is we kind of changed it. So Guillermo is the most expensive player he made the most amount of money last year i think it was seventy two thousand dollars he made this past season so his salary is twenty five thousand so that's half your salary cap right there oh, if you pick Yermo. so and and then it goes down and the lowest players uh or the lowest anglers is like five thousand a piece so you know you got to kind of be strategic now you can't just like pick random four like well-known sticks you know what i mean how so, much
2: did uh, I mean, not to get too far into it, but since we're here, um, so if he's number one angler and he's twenty five grand, like, what's the price difference between the number one angler and the number two earning angler?
1: Uh, so number two earning angler was Christine Fisher, um, so she's twenty four thousand dollars. Okay. So for like that top that 10, way you I can't
2: think, stack it anyway. Yeah.
1: Can. So for that top ten, I think what we did is we went down, like a. Th- thousand or five dollar increments um so that way you couldn't stack your team like that like i mean you could but you'd only have like two maybe three players on your team whereas i believe you're allowed up to six um so it's just a a little bit more strategic a little more strategy which should make it a little more engaging and a lot more fun um our website will be updated in the next week or so with like those salary standings, like how those people uh, finished last year money-wise. Um, we got a pretty cool spreadsheet that Susie Roloff put together that's got like, you know, where these anglers won their money last year. Um, like, for instance, uh, who was the guy that won Possum Kingdom?
2: Um, Mark
1: Pennegrave. I always want to say it's like Joe McElroy or something like that uh, for some reason. He was second place. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, like, last year he made 25500 and that was all on that one event. So, mm-hmm. his salary isn't as much, um, but he's still up there um, as far as, like, cost-wise. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, that's the thing, too. There was a few anglers that, like, made all their money last year at the KBF National Championship. So, you know, when you're going through, like, you want to look at that, kind of look at where, like, schedules are. Not only that, but you could, like, go in and look at Tourney X and Fishing Chaos and see who signed up for what tournament's coming up for that weekend. Make some changes and stuff like that. So it should be fun, man. Um, super pumped to get that going. Uh, it'll be a different thing. It's something new for kayak fishing. should bring uh, even more of a spotlight to some of the anglers that, you know, uh, not only finish well, but the guys that finish in the money. You know what I mean? Um there's many times where I fished and I finished in the money and I didn't get to talk to cool people like Jimmy Skinner in interviews so
2: I <laughs> <laughs> yes, cause nobody cares Brian. I know. Well, I, know I know. But, but you know he's not doing too hot man.
1: Uh, I did a little better than that. <laughs> a little better than that. But um uh, hey. yeah, it it'll be uh it'll be something new um plus uh Ken Morris is doing a new segment with uh the old river bass trail. Um, he's doing some like reminisce podcasts on that and bringing back some river fishing. Um, so they're going to be talking a lot about that, uh, him and, you know, some of these anglers, you know, we brought on Shane Lamont, bass thumbs fishing, who spotlights the California scene, um, and the whole West coast, uh, that was towards the end of last year. So stoked for that, man. And, um, yeah, we're just going to keep plugging along. So.
2: Heck yeah. So if, for anybody that hasn't gathered from what he's talking about, we got a lot of show options. I didn't <laughs> even, I think we've got. What? 10 now, maybe 11.
1: Uh, it's more than that.
2: Uh, so
1: Monday, Monday is bass fishing for news. Uh, Tuesday is bass, kayak and beers. Uh, Monday is uh, Sean Lavery, uh, Bass Fishing for Noobs. Tuesday is Armando Solá with Bass, Kayak, and Beers. Uh, Wednesday is your show, Reel Down. Um, Thursday is the final cast, uh, product review, spotlight show with uh, Josh Eldridge and Brad Hicks. Thursday night is live with me and Jay Randall. Uh, Friday is usually when Bass Thumb's. It goes up along with uh, Ken's new River Basin show. Uh, Saturdays is either Feather and Fur with Brad Hurlboss, which is like a, a hunting specific show, or uh, Jason Piskowski uh, with Off the Water focusing on things to do around fishing destinations. And then Sunday is chasing the tide with Dustin Nichols mindset podcast so um and then the new fantasy show so that's 12, 12. yeah
2: and then if there's the river well you said the river bass and one's on friday, friday. it'll be okay.
1: once a month once a month on fridays uh yeah. it'll be the first friday of every month is when river bass and thing will go so- up and uh i know ken just recorded his first one tonight I, obviously we're recording monday night so
2: so uh, we got options, folks. So moving on from that, let's get into what we got going on coming up in the year, man. I yeah. Think, uh, I'm pretty stoked for it. Um, like I said, me and Brian did some talking. Brian kind of took a break from tournament fishing. And, you know, just like everybody does, he got that itch. So we got talking about kind of teaming up, you know, traveling around. You know, that makes traveling for anybody that doesn't tournament fish and travel, you know, doing it with people. You don't have to fish right with them or anything like that, you know, but having right. people in the, in the house, split a house, split camping, anything, man, it, it helps. And, you know, something you see out of a lot of the top anglers, kind of period, you know, bass yeah. boat, kayak fishing or anything, because they've got a good group of people because they all bounce ideas off of each other. You know, it, you've, you can learn and feed off of each other's positive energy, negative energy, everything. So. You yeah. Know, it's I, that I camaraderie right with, thing, man. Oh Yeah. It's like best times I've had a uh, pickwick shared a house with a few good guys. We had a great time. And that was like, it was a very calm, low key setting shared a house in Texas with like seven guys. And that was the more like, you know, not party. Cause we didn't do anything like that, but just a lot more loud, cut up goofing off, yeah. going to bed late, not taking yeah. it as serious as we should have. And that was fun too. And uh, then, you know, you attack some of these tournaments by yourself and, You never know, man. If you're not somebody that's got the head game for it, man, sometimes having those people around, you know, your buddies, it'll help, you know, you can realize they're struggling too, or they can lend you the information that you may need, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we, we talked about doing that and we searched all the schedules when they came out. Um, like, uh, like you said, man, the Midwest got shafted from the three major trails, Street shafted. And I think
1: um, what the only event coming to the Midwest for the majors is uh,
2: the Husky. Hobie.
1: Hobie is going to the Wolf River in oh, Wisconsin, gosh. which I still don't understand. That that's got to be tourism dollars or something like, yeah. uh not the best fishery in the world um like if you were going to choose i i could think of 10 other bodies of water to fish in wisconsin (laughs) rather than the wolf river but again like it'll be interesting you know like that's what changes it up there's not a ton of info out there i know like uh what was it uh the national professional bass league is that what it what it is
2: the MPFL or whatever? Yeah, whatever that is. Um, MP, yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: They fished it um, this past year. And I think, like, first place came in with, like, six to eight pounds a day. Ooh, Yeah. So tough. It, it's a tough fishery. Like, you'll catch a lot of short fish. That's for sure. Um, it's going to be a struggle to find some of those bigger ones. Um, but – Um, it'll be interesting, man. It's, you know, I'm not trying to knock Kobe for going there. Like, I think you got to add diversity, right? Like we've had that conversation before and I think it was even with drew, like, you know, he's like, I'd like to see some different bodies of water that not everybody's fishing. Like, like, uh, uh, no things that bass goes and fishes MLF things like that. Like, You know, there's so many great bodies of water out there that, um, could be fished. And, uh, a lot of times they get overlooked, you know, like, uh, I know KBF one time did the, the Winnebago chain, which decent fishery Wolf river feeds into that. It's okay. Um, but I mean like green Bay, dude, like green Bay gets overlooked because it's a big body of water, but like same size smallmouth is what you catch over in St. Clair. St. Clair is a big body of water. Like what the heck, why does that get overlooked? You know, lacrosse has been kind of beaten to death the past few years, but you know, at the it's same the time, everybody, everybody loves, loves, loves fishing it, you know? Yeah. So all American kayak classics going there. Um, but I mean, there's other lakes around the country too, you know, same respect. Like a lot of them get overlooked in, uh, you know, they're huge bass factories, you know.
2: I, I like a good mix. Like, <coughs> I don't think that every event of the year should be on, you know, a destination lake. Right, exactly. exactly. I like the change. I, I said it when I talked to the All-American guys. You know, I loved when MLF, and they may still do it because they've got so many like different divisions now. But when MLF was first getting going, like on TV, they'd yep. take 20 guys, not tell them where they were going. Like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, obviously we can't do that. But my point is, is it showed there's other bodies of water and some of them are like hidden gem fisheries, you know, that you Absolutely. would never think about. And I mean, obviously there's all sorts of stuff. You know, all of this is a business and there's so much stuff that has to be taken in account of. There's permits. You need plenty of places for people to put in. Tourism dollars is a big thing. You know, who can help you with a venue, blah, blah, blah. There's tons of it that goes in it. And then there's, you know, like, like even on a local level down here at Pickwick, like the same, uh, municipality wants our local club to come back every year. So like, yeah, it's kind of hard not to, they're like, Hey, here's money. You're like, yeah, right. Right. Thanks for making it easy. And and
1: I mean that, that's a lot of, of what drives that, you know, but like, I remember back in 2019, the first event I fished for KBF was in Kansas. I couldn't even tell you the lake off the top of my head one of the coolest lakes i've ever fished um it reminds me like like those bayou lakes down south with all the cypress trees everywhere oh. it was a flooded reservoir so there's like trees sticking out everywhere like that's kind of up my alley and uh caught a lot of good fish uh at that lake and uh, dude i'd go back and it's in kansas who would ever thought like it was badass lakes in the middle of Kansas. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like on the flip side of that, right? Like I went straight from there to Nickajack Lake, which you always hear about Chick and Gunnersville. Nickajack's a right whole in between. Lake
2: between them. <laughs> and
1: and like, dude, I caught some freaking tanks, tanks, and that's the tournament that Bogdan Korvaski won um, from Michigan. And I think he had, like, I think it was, like, 90-some inches a day, you know, um, fishing a huge grass flat way out in the middle of nowhere. But
2: um, We have the same thing with, uh, you know, you hear about Wheeler and Pickwick. Wilson Lakes right in between them. It's just as good. It just gets overlooked because it's, like, it's not as pleasing when you look at the map. It doesn't have as much going on. Same thing with Nickajack. If you look at Nickajack on the map, when yeah. you're right in the middle, I mean, I still right now, every day, I'm going to go to Gunnersville first just because I know it and it, it's juicy. You know,
1: it's funny. I was just talking to Jay over the weekend because, you know, he's moving to Tennessee and I was like, dude, if I come down there, we got to go fish Nick a Jack. Like, especially if it's that right time of year, like I got some spots and he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Cause he's going to be right down the I think he's like, half hour 45 minutes away from watts bar where he's moving yeah so That's he's up right. there like northeast tennessee or whatever it is he's got what norris lake right there and uh what's that other big one there's norris and uh i can't remember i forget we did a meet up there one time but uh either way like you know there, there's stuff like that. Like I know, didn't uh, Hobie go to Watts Bar last year or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Watts Bar mm-hmm. is a good lake. Yeah.
2: I mean, most of the yeah. Tennessee. I've never are fished fantastic. it,
1: but I'd love to. I'd love to fish that.
2: That I really wanted to go to that one, and uh, I think it was the same time we were at the beach or something like that, which ended up having to COVID, so I wouldn't have been able to do it either anyway. But <laughs> uh, yeah, there's tons of tons of killer water that you know they've hit occasionally or that gets overlooked, but, um, sure. so what we did was well, me and you talked about it and we, you know, it was, do we want to chase one and chase an angler of the year situation or do we just want to go places that we want to fish, which that kind of appeals to me more anyway, just cause I like to travel Yeah. and I don't, I don't know why it doesn't, it's maybe because. Like Aoy, yeah. Like, if I won the first event in KBF, I could guarantee you I probably still would not fish any more KBF events just because it's like looking at their schedule, they have two events I want to fish Cassini yeah. chain and Gunnersville. Only reason I want to hit Gunnersville is because it's 45 minutes from me and it's my favorite sure. one. Sure. You know, so yeah. I'm not swayed by AOI like a lot of people like that are trying to make a living doing this are. Um,
1: yeah. And I'm kind of in the same boat because I'm in the Midwest. Like, You know, like we were talking before we started, like I'm considering going and fishing that Kissimmee event. We were originally talking about doing the bass Lake Fork event and then, you know, doing that uh, Harris Chain bass event later in March. And it's like you think about it like, okay, well, if I do well in those two, like, do I keep? fishing All the bass events because now they have the Aoi system and all that stuff. Like, you know, Aoi is a very prestigious title in any fishing organization uh, for sure. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I look at it like I got limited vacation time. Like now I'm either stretching my pre-fishing, not getting as much in as I'd like, or you know, like I'm showing up to the lake day of and like swinging for the fences, like. Does that make sense? Maybe yes, maybe no, it all depends, but, um, you know, I'd rather just go out and show love to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I'll be honest, like I'm not planning on fishing any Hobie events and that's nothing against Hobie. Hobie does an awesome job. I've never fished a Hobie event, but I'm a fat, lazy guy and I like to use a motor. So like, that's why I don't fish it. Like, That's my choice. Um, And I give AJ all the credit in the world, man. He does a kick-ass job. Like, obviously, you know, everybody's seen, like, how well that series has grown. But, um, you know, with that being said, you know, I want to fish a couple bass events, hopefully qualify for the Classic for the following year, fish a couple KBFs, and fish a couple All-American Kaya Classics, man. You know, show everybody some love.
2: Yeah. And that's like my, that's what we've got. You know, we've got on the schedule now, uh, you know, we start out Lake Fork, which is up in the air because of, uh, Lake Fork's drawn down. A lot of the ramps are being closed, which by Bass rules, that means it's not legal, even though you, we can walk around the barrier with our kayak, et cetera. Yep. So got to play that one to see if there's going to be rule changes, a like, lake location change, date change, whatever reschedule. Um, we were going to go from there uh, down to the Harris Chain in Florida with bass again, like you said, which would be great. I, I'd love to fish that chain of lakes. I hear a, a lot of the guys I have no bass boat world talk very highly about fishing down there. Yeah. Um, then we were going to swap over. Yeah, I mean, it's Florida. I feel like everybody's <laughs> fucking pond down there has got a 10 in it. Like, Florida's just probably,
1: different. Probably.
2: But uh, after that, we were going to swap it up hit the all-american kayak series event uh lake saint Clair. uh there were two two trails going there uh kbf i think is one of them but they moved the event back a month from what they normally do and for the last two years they've hit it on the june 4th and 5th or first weekend of june and they catch the spawn perfect there yep and it takes like 90 inches was 25th place like two years in a row yeah it
1: i think last year was over 100 for like top 10 or something yeah something stupid like that it was crazy
2: um then we're gonna stick with the all-american kayak series like we were talking about lacrosse man i love lacrosse yep pretty close for you um they're hitting hitting up lacrosse and doing a three-day event so that'll be interesting and then uh you were gonna come swing down my way in April. KBF's gonna be down here on Gunnersville a good time of year. Um according to how our weather plays out, if we get warm early. If we get warm early, it'll be post spawn. But if the cold weather we have those late March cold snaps and stuff, yeah. We could still be playing with spawning fish, pre post, you know, it could get interesting down there. But uh it's it's kinda of all up in the air. You know, for me it was like I said, I don't really care about chasing the AOI. Like what I would do is, if I want a bass, or the qualified for the the Bassmaster Classic, you know that's my goal. I don't need yeah. the A.O.Y. title. I just want to get to that event. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, All American Kayak Series, they have a uh, championship. A championship as well. at the end of the year, it'd be cool to make that, and then KBF, you know, qualify for their N.C. Uh, say what, say what you want, you know, about it, people. Uh, you know talk about how it's the easiest one to qualify for because of the mon- online monthlies and stuff like that but it's still a cool you know event to be in just because it brings in so many people they do their little expo um, you know especially if you look back this last one that they just did you know everybody was happy with it everything seemed to run smooth it was a cool venue you know everybody I talked to enjoyed the expo you know it was it was a consumer expo, so it wasn't just a look at stuff. You know, you could, right? You could buy product. Uh, and then the only other one I've probably add in that I'll do by myself. I mean, I may hit a couple locals, but uh, Hobie's coming to Pickwick again, and okay, that's less than an hour from my house too. So if, like, let's say the dates work out or something, and I've got that weekend free, that's a lake I don't really have to put in too much pre-fishing time or anything. I can just go, sure. and I. I may use that and that way I can say I'd fished a Hobie because I haven't fished one yet either. And it's the schedule is just like I think the last two years, every weekend they've had an event. a so weekend. I have my daughter and I don't want to like rotate weekends and stuff like that. It just becomes a headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Cool. We'll see
1: yeah. Next. Yeah. I, man, I'm like so on the fence. Like do I could be in a lazy fat guy and like just paddle my ass off again? Like, so I did that for years. You know what I mean? Or do I get a, a pedal drive for my new canoe? But uh, I Just don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it makes life easy. But I get why they do it. You know what I mean? But uh, um, it'll be interesting. I'm sure, like, there's been a couple events that they've had where I'm like, oh, I'd really like to fish that. But oh, ooh, yeah. my belly's a little too big for that. <laughs>
2: I, I wanted to fish. They've had quite a few, man. Uh, yeah. La they Carre always got sh- to. couldn't make that date. Gunnersville couldn't make that date. Like, uh, so they many places. They always got a killer yeah. schedule. Now, I may, I talked with uh, with Sean. Uh, I really want to fish the Susky, but I yeah. don't know if I want to spend the money entry fee-wise to do it. Sure. Like, I mean, it makes no sense if you're looking at me outside. I spend money on entry fees to go to places I've never been to all the time. But for some reason, the the one I don't want to do that on. It's sure. it's my kind of fishing, like moving water and stuff like that. And it's somewhere I want to just kind of relax and take my time. So I've been yeah. talking with Sean because Sean lives up there by the Susquee, and yep. going and staying with him for a week and like just go explore the Susquee and really just take my time and enjoy that one. But if if that don't work out, who knows? Maybe I'll throw some money at it and go up there and try. <laughs> It's one Listen, of those
1: things, man. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, you know?
2: That's right. But uh, it, it'll be cool. I, I still, you know, Lake Fork things, the kind of the one I'm stressing about now. It's getting, I mean, we're in the new year. Um, I need to see what they're going to do before I start to, you know, like we book a house or whatever. Because uh, I think Dan Perry was going to join us. Yep. But. If they're going to close all these launches, then I don't want to be there. I right. mean, there's ways around a lot of it. You know, there's there's a lot of, like, off-the-beaten-path launches on Lake Fork. You know, like, just drive off the side of the road and throw your boat in. Lake Fork is very accessible. but there Well, doesn't it places... have to
1: be with Bass? Doesn't it have to be a designated ramp?
2: Something along so. those lines? I think it just I... has to be a public launch. Okay. Because when we were there for Lake Fork last year, we launched off of a... Public road at a bridge that every, everything on both sides is public. It wasn't a yeah. ramp, but I mean, sixty okay. people did it, so I would assume it's legal. <laughs> like by, by what Hopefully. I read, it's legal. I could be wrong. Okay, but
1: um, I, and that's that's part my fault. Like I've kind of slacked and I haven't read completely through all their rules uh yet. Probably should get that done sooner than later, but uh, yeah. I just I need I, I need curious. to reread
2: it just because it you read across the three and that's one thing that I hate. I wish they all had the same rules. Right. I mean, I know it doesn't make yeah. sense to them. It'd be great if they were that way I don't have to like think about it.
1: It's always a pain, right? Like, but you know, at the same time you gotta read up on them every year because there's always amendments, changes, things like in. that. And like I've seen some people get burned over the years because they didn't Read the rules, you know, and it's the angler's responsibility. So, like, you know, it's not like they have to come directly to you and be like, "Oh, by the way, we changed this rule. Make sure you don't do this." Like, it's your responsible <clears throat> responsibility to know what's in your legal limits during the tournament, you know. So,
2: I, I'm really good about it when I get like I do over preparation before, you know, like map yep. study. Yep, and then <clears throat> once I have my map study done. You know, let's say, like, like for Lake Fork, I got all my study down before I got there, and then when we got there, put eyes on everything, and then when we got home the first night, I pulled out the, I printed off the rules, and you read through. So yeah, I know I was legal because I mean, yeah, that that's just how I I double double my double check myself because like our local trail has rules that have that's what I would fish the most. None of our rules are the same as the national rules, so I've got to sure. get that shit out of my head before I, just, yeah. you know, I yeah. just paid two hundred fifty yeah. bucks in this event. Right. But uh,
1: that's the last thing you want to do is get TQ'd and burn all that money for absolutely nothing. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, yeah. And I mean, it happens to the best of them. You know, like, yep. Rules can be tricky. I mean, I think it was Russ and the TOC. Russ accidentally fished out of bounds because, you know, there was, I think it was Russ. One of the guys, the TOC fished their first day out of bounds just barely. This year? Yeah. Okay and it's and it's you know it's not like they're doing it to cheat like sometimes you may misinterpret how something is said or may not realize that a rule that is in place affects where you're fishing like it but again it's on you to figure it out
1: yeah i know there was an instance uh i don't think it was last year i think it was a year before uh dusty yacker was fishing a an event in michigan and uh He forgot to look at the rules ahead of time, and he launched early. So he called the TDs, and he's like, "Hey, I launched early. I haven't fished yet." Realized it like twenty, like I think it was like ten minutes before lines in, and uh, he was like, "I haven't fished yet, but you know, I'm DQing myself. I launched early. You know, like that was my fault. I didn't read the rules." And And it had. Or he assumed or something. I, for, I forget what the technicality was because I think, you know, Dusty has fished with those guys for a long time. I don't know if they changed up the launch time for that one or if it was just, you know, he assumed it was something, but it was actually something else. I don't know. But, like, you know, as an angler, dude, like, and in, in kudos to him, man. He could have fished. Nobody was around him. He could have just fished the day out and, like, turned in fish and won the damn event. But, like, you know, he was honest. He called the TDs, and he was like, look, I made a mistake. DQ me. Like, I'm peacing out. See you.
2: <laughs> and it happens across the board, man. I was listening to the Meteor podcast the other day. They had uh, Carl Jockamson and Brandon Polinick on, and Brandon yeah. talked about uh, the event on uh, up in Wisconsin. I can't remember where they were, but uh, the state Probably line, Sturgeon like, Bay or something. I think that's what it was. The, the state line splits through in a way and it kind of annexes certain areas. One yep. state has a rule about calling fish that once you catch that fish, you cannot call it. And the other state didn't. And he was I think a it's, uh, feet over the line and didn't realize Yeah, it. I think it's, uh, if, if they were on Sturgeon
1: Bay, yeah, I think it's, uh, Michigan, like the Michigan state line comes up there by the peninsula. Um, or it could have been it could have been the Mississippi. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I can't remember. But but basically, what it boiled down to is he thought he was where he was, like where he could call. He caught his last fish and culled, went in. You know, had was leading the day, had a huge lead, like six or seven pound lead, which is big in that. And uh, was getting ready because he he was in a deadline. He had to win to get into the classic, and mm. uh, there were three events left. And they called him that afternoon, and they were like, "Were you here? Did you do this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they sent it to him, and they were like, "You're a hundred feet over. Ouch. You're cold." EQs you. He you. He He made a joke and was like, "Well, it's okay. I guess I'll just win the next one." And he he literally went to the next event and won <laughs> it, and you know, cashed a hundred grand. That's but it, the, the whole point of that—that's a cool little story. But it happens, right. You know. But it's it's just on us, especially me and you. This year, we're going to be bouncing around. We just got to be on top of it. uh, If I get
1: DQ'd, it's your fault.
2: Just saying. If you get DQ'd, it's because I called and turned you in. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Like that, I saw that cheating bastard.
0: (laughs) He was catching him out of a
2: barrel. (laughs) Check the campsite. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm ready to do some traveling again, Um, and I kind of don't care, like. This whole season goes to crap. We can just go f- somewhere we've never been. Like, I thought about just saying, like, while we're up there for lacrosse, like we should just swing on over to uh, Malax. Oh, go dude! Yeah, go catch some donkey football smallies. I mean, you're so football close.
1: smallies? dude. That that is a world class walleye
2: lake. I'm down for that too because that's my favorite <laughs> eating fish. Something else that's I took I away from being bring uh, being up there ice fishing. We went and had a walleye dinner, and oh I got my God. I got
1: some spots on Malax. Really? Oh yeah.
2: Well, we can just scratch this tournament off and just go there if you want. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm game, dude. I don't I'm care. Game. We literally can skip lacrosse for I, I love lacrosse, but I hear too much good stuff about Malax. Yeah, that's that's one I don't understand why there's never a tournament there.
1: So Malax is. A- uh, Mille Lacs dude like interesting story This is nothing to do with kayak fishing But you're talking about ice fishing Malax was like the first time I drove out On a lake like you see in like the movie Grumpy Old Men yeah. And like it wasn't like you drive A hundred yards offshore It was we were driving out to what's Known as three mile reef You're literally <laughs> three miles Out in the middle of this lake And there's legit like ice roads Plowed And, uh, my buddy Scott had his, you know, his shack, he's got one of those fancy shacks set up out there, dude. And I remember we drove out there at night and then the next morning we woke up and the temperatures dropped. Like, I think it was like negative 30 with the windshield and the wind was blowing like 30, 40 miles an hour. And I remember like walking outside to go take a leak in like I thought I was on the moon, dude, because like
0: <laughs> snow is
1: blowing and like you can't see shoreline. And I'm like, where am I? Like, this is crazy.
2: crazy. Nothing is creepier feeling. Now, some people live like this. Yeah. I have a sense of direction. You have a sense of direction. Oh, the, sure, sure, a sure. Creepy sure. feeling is when you step somewhere and it's gone. And you like, yeah, like you're looking around, like for whatever situation, like there's no sun, there's no moon. Or the wind right. swirling, and you're just like, oh. "Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I?
1: Yeah, yeah." Like, it, had I not known how we pulled in, like I would have no direction on which which way is shore. And I remember, like the next day, like the wind died down, and it was like, "Holy crap!" You could see forever, um, because Malax is a huge, huge lake. But huge um, lake. yeah, dude, that that was hairy. <laughs> I like, I remember. We just pulled out of the ice, and I, like, rolled the window down. I'm like, if we're going in, I'm jumping out the window, and my buddy's <laughs> laughing at me the whole time. He's like, dude, the ice is legitimately two-foot thick. Like, we're not going through.
0: Well, I'm like, dude, three we'll miles out? Three miles minutes.
1: out? Like, are you kidding? Like, yeah, but.
2: Need uh, to, I need to send you a video that ran across today. Some guys were setting one of their ice shacks up, and the, I think the video was like, well, there goes this season. And, like, they set their shack down, and it has the. uh the pulley system that lifts the wheels up
1: yep it, and yeah. the
2: wheels up unhooked the truck and the ice shattered and the it started to sink and they just like hooked the truck back up to it and we're trying to drag it back up and i was like no it's no. gone bye <laughs> like
1: no. i'm getting off that pond <laughs> those things aren't cheap they're badass though because they're it, it's like a, a camper man ones. Like, yeah dude my buddy's got like a stove in his heat air conditioning like
0: a life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life.
2: Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western.
1: I'll over there, baby. Right there.
0: Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on
1: Waypoint TV. The stereo system, TV, like whole nine it's like yards. like you, you
2: only have to wear winter gear to walk from the vehicle to the trailer.
1: Like legit, like in those things, you set up rattle reels when you go to sleep. And a rattle reel is just like a big round wooden reel. And on the inside of it, it's got like bells and stuff and you, it's like a set line and you set your bait down. And then when a fish grabs it and the reel starts turning, letting out line it like it's a bell. So you set those at night and you wake up. There was one night I set my rattle reels, woke up at 4am and landed a 28 inch walleye. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm like, this is crazy threw it on the ice and went back to bed <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's so. this cool. is nuts this is nuts but um yeah that's more ice fishing and yeah funny wax stories
2: oh man well uh before we close out uh what you got uh show season wise uh for everybody in kayak fishing that's listening to this show knows that probably the most fun part of uh kayak fishing for me or fishing period is i love outdoor expos and we're about to start firing them up, man. I think the first one is there's one this weekend. I think, uh, yeah, in Cincinnati. I think, is it Cincinnati? Uh, I don't know if Cincinnati is this weekend or not. I can't remember. Um, I know there's one not right here that I was invited to, but uh, yeah, man. Are you got any shows that you're planning on doing? I know that well, one of the yeah. shows got canceled.
1: Yeah, the Chicago fishing show got canceled. Um, part of that was due to, uh, Cook County, AKA Crook County, AKA Chicago. Um, they had a thing go into place January 1st that to go into any public place, you got to have, uh, be vaccinated and show proof of vaccination. Um, so yes. So with that being said, like, um, The folks that run that show determined, like, we should probably cancel this. They had a lot of vendors cancel because of it. Um, They were worried about turnout, things like that. So they ended up canceling the show. That was supposed to be um, end of January. Um, So that got canceled. So not doing that show, but I am at the Indiana fishing show um what is it february the weekend of uh, february 19th 18th 19th and 20th and then the following weekend i will be uh at the madison fishing show february 25th twenty sixth, 27th and then uh sometime in march uh, we'll be doing a virtual kayak fishing show through Rocktown Adventures that'll be streamed on
2: uh, Rocktown's
1: again? Facebook and YouTube page, and uh, that's a lot of fun. A lot of you know, uh, a lot of guys on our team show out their uh their rigged up boats, kind of walk through them. We walk through, you know, some of the uh, different rigs out there. I know, like our Brad Hurl boss, uh, brought his hunting rig down with his like mud motor and stuff like that. So we kind of do that. And, uh, you know, I showed off, uh, my kayak trailer setup with the rooftop tent, the, the Yakima rod box, all that crap. So, um, you know, folks can kind of get an idea of things and check them out and basically stuff sell at the shop. Um, and we'll be showing off some, some other models. Um, you know, we carry, um, new canoe bonafide in old town and uh, uh, a little bit of wilderness systems. So um, in perception. So um, we do carry, you know, wreck boats as well, touring kayaks. Um, So we don't show most of those off at at our little virtual show. It's all fishing kayak stuff, Um, but we will be doing that. Uh, I believe we're supposed to have our new the new bonafide P-127s by then, so we'll be showing those off. Um, definitely the old towns, uh, the new canoes, and all that good stuff. So it should be cool.
2: I think uh, the one show that I want to go to, turns out is the they scheduled it the same weekend that me and you were supposed to be in Texas. But, okay. Uh, according to how that goes, if we don't go to Texas, I'll, we'll go to uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, and do the, uh, I think it's a hunting and fishing or fishing and boat show. I can't remember how they classify theirs. It's really cool. Uh, Music City Outdoors. We're getting the old Hook One booth for anybody that uh, that's listening nice. from that area that comes to that show. It's a huge booth. Yet okay. Gadget is splitting our booth and getting the his booth so it'll be like even bigger. So we're going nice. to have like, when you walk in the main front doors, there's basically enough space for two large booths and two small booths with what we're doing. We're basically going to take up one whole side of that first building and it goes through that building. And it goes into a giant warehouse where there's vendors everywhere, bass boats, other kayaks, stuff like that. But uh, that
1: that reminds me of the, the Indiana show um, is, is pretty huge. That's a two week long show. And uh, like one weekend they do like the deer and Turkey show uh, with it um there's an rv show going on camper and rv show and then the other weekend is like got a, a motorcycle show um like expo. It, it legit takes like three days to walk through everything and Absolutely. it's at the indiana state fairgrounds and the the fishing hall is huge but like the kayak stuff has this one corner with a big demo pool and uh they got tons of inventory there they restock inventory every day like from boats they've sold and things like that and uh that's uh that kayak shop there is moving water outfitters just outside of indianapolis so um i'll be there helping out in the the new canoe booth so i'm looking forward I think to that, that
2: uh, i may make it to that one uh john thomas with the At gadget has got a big show season coming up and he reached yeah. out to me about it and uh you know, I want to help out as much as I can. So like I okay. think I'm coming to Cincinnati. Um I think it was that one. Lebanon, Tennessee, the East Tennessee Fishing Expo, which is the big one in Tennessee. Um I've never been to it, but they say it's twice, you know, twice as good as the one in Lebanon, so I can only imagine what that's like. And then um my swing out to California. He got an invite to come out there. And uh, I have no interest in California other than to see it and, you know, come back to my normal part of the world, but <laughs> it'd be cool to go out there and hang out with some Cali bass folks. So I'm, um,
1: I'm, I'd be game for that.
2: Well, if you, you don't get go I'm back gone. up because I think he's going <laughs> by himself. Like,
1: oh yeah.
2: And I don't mean it like we're not invited. Like, I think he's planning on running the whole thing by himself. So. He could probably he needs some use help. the help. <laughs> he needs some help. He needs Man, some help. Man, he's gonna run himself thin. But uh for sure. And w- one thing that I'm hoping that we can do, uh so a couple things that's been going on in you know kayak industry since we last talked. Um some of us uh that are associated with dealers got to take a little peek at Drew Gregory's new boat. Yep. And I was super stoked about that. Don't message me. I'm not going to tell you a damn thing about it. It's not going to happen. (laughs) I'm sworn to secrecy, but it is sick and I can't wait. And our shop, Music City Outdoors, is actually, they passed uh, Austin Kayak and Canoe, Austin Canoe and Kayak at the end of the year. And we are the number one Crescent dealer in the country. We sold more Crescent boats than anybody else. So when I saw Drew's boat, I messaged Drew and was like, hey, as a thank you, you should bring that boat to our fishing show. The only expo my shop's doing all year. I was like, I think you should bring it. And, uh, you know, they just had a baby. So he was like, I yeah, don't yeah. know if I can be there. But he's like, I could probably send you Scott Butcher. And I was there like, you go. send Scott. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. boat, <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, nice. you, you never know. Uh, that may or may not happen. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put a whole, whole lot of hope on it just because, They've got so much going on with that boat, trying to get it mass produced, you know, getting ready to get to the dealers for this year, et cetera. Sure, but sure, sure, sure. You never know. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's going to be there, I'm sure it'll get hyped up so people can come take a take a look at it and uh, start bugging their dealers about it. Because I, I guarantee you they're all accounted for. Just yeah. like yeah. knowing knowing how the quota thing works now with them and how they purchase boats during the year. I know, yep. like Crescent, basically sells all the boats that they intend to make a year before they do it. Yep. So,
1: I think uh, a lot of manufacturers are at that point now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know Old Town and Wildy have been doing struggling to to keep up. Um, like Crescent, feel free vibe. They've been on top of it. I think it's a lot of it's how they're manu like where they're manufactured. And how sure. it's not one facility, which I think feel yep. free is one facility, but, uh,
1: feel free is overseas.
2: Yeah. so's vibe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those and,
1: and, two are overseas. The, the big thing with them is the shipping container crap. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. That's, you know, our, our dealer, he's a, he's a businessman like through and through even before he got into the fishing and kayak industry. Um, he's the. Like he he's very smart with having an eye in the future, and like he doesn't play any games. When they told him about the whole container thing, he's like, "Fine, I want a whole container of boats. Like, hold it. Yep. like yep. don't don't worry me about splitting the container. Just sit me <laughs> hole in. Like, I'll yep. find a place for all the kayaks." Right. And this is this is going to be their first fishing expo, and I don't think he knows what he's got into. Like, <laughs> I think he knows he's going to sell boats because they sell tons of boats at the shop to begin with. And sure. people drive down from Indiana, Michigan, because like Crescents, you know, there's dealers are spread out. And uh, like when we did hook one, the year that I worked the show in 19 or 20, no, it was beginning of 20 because it right before COVID. Right. Uh, I think we brought 46 kayaks and we didn't take, go home with any. It <laughs> was two days in two days. That's sweet. So I, I, I was telling him, man, like, you better be ready. We you'll have a great show but you may not have anything in the store like right. So plan accordingly. like
1: <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. But,
2: uh, but yeah, man, we'll, we'll wrap it up. It's just a, just a fun little show to, you know, say hey to everybody. We've been going for a little while. Um, you know, fishing season. Uh, I'll come up with some shows. Uh, may talk to some of the big names in the, in the, uh, kayak fishing world, see what they got coming up, how they're preparing and planning for the year. Um, Hopefully get Drew back on with us to do some co-hosting and hang out and talk. He's been uh, – man, I just realized I never sent him the link tonight. That's probably why he didn't join. <laughs> I just <laughs> forgot about it. But, uh, you know, they, uh, they just had a kid and you know, everybody that's got – Congrats on to that, man.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And they uh, – you know, like I'm not a big, like, religious person or nothing, but, like, power of prayer – anybody that was following along with that with them or as close to them know that they had a chance for their baby to have a a birth defect. And there was only like a 20% chance that she wouldn't have it. And sure enough, she hit that 20% and there's, she's perfectly fine. So fan freaking tastic dude. Heck yeah. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we get my Andrew back. Uh, I love doing them by myself, but it's always fun. That, that guy is, he loves to talk and he has tons of information and I appreciate every bit of it. So absolutely. Well, uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, no tournament coverage. I'm not really diving back off into that until the seasons get kicked up, which is just the end of this month. KBF gets yep. fired off first with uh, the Kissimmee trail one and two, the 10 Vitational, and then the 10, which is their end of the year thing.
1: Yeah, basically it's like yeah, an end yeah, of
2: year, yeah. beginning of the year combo. Um, right it's always cool to watch uh i I still think the 10 the 10 thing is one of the coolest things in kayak fishing because absolutely like all paid cool house cool coverage they get free shit it's a cool event (laughs) but uh i'm sure we'll cover that once we uh get a little closer to it i'd like to talk to those maybe even do a last minute show after the ten invitational if we can get whoever wins that get their time for 15 minutes just to tell Heck us yeah. what it's like down there get the whole 10 house involved who knows
1: yeah so that'd be cool we'll,
2: we'll have another fun year uh thanks again for everybody like normal that follows along for our craziness and everything and uh any, anything else Brian?
1: no that's it man welcome back everybody have fun be safe have a good new year that's right peace Words for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle and fin.